Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Here at Podcast One, we love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Or go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey. It only takes a few minutes and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash mysurvey. Or click on the survey banner on podcast one.com Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea Hello. over there. Spike Ferriston here. We're always happy to see Spike. <laughs> nice to be here. And, you know, this is fortuitous because there's going to be a lot of Porsche talk Ooh. in this uh, in this episode of CarCast. We don't normally... Be Thank God. <laughs> Porsche. We don't, we don't normally talk a ton about Porsches, but I think everybody appreciates Porsche because they have to. Unless you're a Mopar guy, but if but you must appreciate Porsche because of their heritage and because of their precision and because of their like simplicity and there's just so much to appreciate. And one of the things that's going to happen today is we'll we'll talk with Spike about what he's doing. Uh, Spike's Car Radio, by the way, the podcast, and there's a new show every Wednesday on Podcast One and iTunes, and of course, Seinfeld's been a guest, and Jason Bateman, and hey, look at me, Adam Carolla's on there, too, Russell Peters, Chris Hardwick, so check that out if you like cars, because Spike knows. Um, the the guy who was driving the RSR, the Donahue RSR, beautiful blue. The blue one that we talked about last week with the racing. The it's maniac. Gonna, it's going to call yeah. it. He's, yeah, he now. threw his hand up there. we got to find out why, what that was about. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, there's stuff from practice where if you look at, if you go scan practice a little there, Maxipata, the the qualifying practice, I think Saturday morning, we, me and him were dicing it up like yeah. quite quite a bit. And, and he was a little uh, aggressive and a little loose out there. And the reason <laughs> yeah. I say Especially that... for practice. <laughs> I, I have, a, I have a, a sort of yardstick spike that I can measure a man's uh, aggressiveness and or looseness when he drives the vintage automobile, which is at Laguna Seca, when you wind all the way down to turn 11, that's the turn right before, mm -hmm. at the end I of the it. straightaway. Yep. You know. You go all the way down. If you're behind... A pack of cars, let's say you're 150 feet behind and there are three or four cars in front of you that are dicing it up. You're not going to pass anyone on that corner and probably not on the straightaway. Like you're too far back. Yeah. But you see what they're doing. You'll always see one car before turn 11 or going into turn 11 slide in <laughs> hard like left. And then you'll see a puff of smoke come from one of their rear tires. And then you'll see them slide back out and again. And in the next lap, you'll see the exact same thing again. You realize that guy just won in hard. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna slide in. Realize the window got closed, jammed on the brakes, <laughs> locked up his right rear tire, puff of smoke, and now he's back in back in the queue again. That, that guy that turn works in the video games. That's why we all do it. Because oh, is you, that what happens? Yeah, you come into that turn, you crash in all the other cars in the video game, and you go ahead five cars. But you can't do it in real life. <laughs> so uh, I was noticing that, and that's uh, Albert. Is it? Uh, 
Arcero? Let's see. He's online, too. We've never had this before. I don't think we've ever... I've done a million vintage races. I've never had a guy just from the race yeah. call in, but we thought it was funny. <laughs> I think he's going to be mad. <laughs> no. Good. Albert? Yeah. Hey, you, I met. That's it. Now, well. Can I say your... How do I pronounce your last name? It's Arcero. Arcero. All right. Yeah. Spike, Spike Ferriston is here, and Matt D'Andrea are here, so you can say okay. hi to them. Hello. Hello, Spike. Hello, Matt. So tell us about your car first. My car. Your RSR. <laughs> it's the little blue number six Sonoka Porsche. It's okay. beautiful. It, <laughs> it was actually raced in 1973 by Mark Donahue and George Palmer at Daytona. And it's uh, the second car that was ever made. Uh, when, when Porsche decided to go racing, um, and uh, the Bromos car was, was actually the first car, and this was the second car. Unbelievable. And, uh, it, it, it led the Daytona race until they uh, actually uh, it beat all the big cars, and uh, it was raining, and they actually had sort of like a street tire on the car. So it took off, and it led, and it had pulled away. Uh, that car and the Bromos car pulled away, and uh, they ended up burning a piston and didn't finish the race. So that's the, was, the was, real history of the car. Was Peter Gregg driving the Bromos car? Yes, he was. Yes, he was, and he actually won the race. I just said that's a spike would think I'm I knew something impressed. about Porsche. Very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> With two Gs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Peter Gregg. So, uh, Albert, now you own the car. You've restored the car. It looks beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We own the car. We got a bunch of parts and stuff from Penn. The car was actually crashed at one time, and it was repaired and everything, and uh, all the all the parts of the car are actually from the original car. It's a, it's a beautiful piece and has, well, has to be worth a lot of money. Well, and, we hope so one day. <laughs> and you, you drive it pretty aggressively for a, for a car that's worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you did a hell of a job yourself, you know. Well, I you know I noticed you and I and I and don't don't get me wrong I appreciate it I just thought uh, this guy's driving the wheels off this this car <laughs> yeah. M- my car I never drove before and I it toured it, it made good power at the beginning and then it started to fall off on the power I'm not uh-huh. I'm trying to figure uh-huh. out we're trying to figure out what what's wrong with it but well tell Canapa he better do something about that I right? know that's right and and do it and for free. Because that guy doesn't charge you with money. <laughs> that is not happening. That's not happening. So Just now, mentioning his name, he gets a dollar. I know. I'm trying to figure out, Albert. So, like, sort of remember, we were dicing it up in practice, or qualifying, Saturday morning uh-huh. pretty good, right? Uh-huh. Right, right, right. And then I had this sort of vague recollection that I may have passed you for that. But then when we went out to the grid, you were ahead of me. And then at some point you looked at me out your window and you just went, don't do anything crazy or something like that. Or, Take it easy on me. And I was like, really? Find a mirror. <laughs> no, I, I had a real tough time with Lewis and uh, Jeff Lewis. And he was in that other 935 that was on the other side of me. The white and one? I, it, well, it was white and had a little bit of orange on it also. Oh, right. That may have been it, a, was it a RSR? That was 934 or something? Or was yeah, it a 935? Oh, 935. I, no, I think it was, a, no, I'm sorry, it was 934. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. And I and I had a hard time with him because he'd close the door on me all the time. I got a little a little upset about that, you know. So 
<laughs> he was the only one I was really concentrating on. Everybody else I didn't care about, you know? Yeah, no, I, clearly you didn't see me. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Albert, I'm, I'm curious if you got a chance to see the video we posted, the this, like three-and-a-half-minute video, if any of your guys showed you that, of of Adam's lap, because uh, you... you, you you're in the beginning of it. Uh, I don't know, lap one, two, it's the start like of the race, yeah, right. start of the race. Right. And uh, if you haven't seen the video, uh, uh, the guy in the other white Porsche got awfully close, and then I think you threw a hand out. It could have been your a hand went out the window. It could have been a, hey. <laughs> I'm not sure what was going on there. No. Is uh, it, you know, you know, it, it's funny because. Uh, the, Prior to all this, okay, about a week ago, someone called me and says, "Hey, so I heard your name on the Adam Carolla show." I go, "I go, you got to kidding me?" I said, "What's that all about?" He says, "Well, it was about the pranks of Bruce Meyer." Okay, well, well oh. Bruce Canepa and myself are the ones that did that prank. Okay? Oh, oh you know that prank. yeah, the Whittington <laughs> Brothers nine thirty five prank. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. exactly, exactly. So. Uh, the guys at the shop, our race shop here, we're actually developers by trade, but we've been in racing all our life, okay? My dad had Gurney and Jimmy Clark and, and Bobby Unzer and Hal Unzer and everybody else drove our cars, okay? So my brother and myself, we did the all, we could afford that kind of racing, so we did off-road racing for 25 years, 30 years. So then we got into the vintage car racing after a while. But anyway, uh, Bruce... Um, uh, Meyer? When, when, it, when it was Meyer's birthday, you know, Kanapa called me and says, hey, he says, we ought to do something for Bruce Meyer's birthday. I says, well, you know what? I just got an article about the Whittingtons, and they're going to try to indict them again, okay? And, and that's how that whole thing started. So that was that was a pretty good prank. They own the, the yeah the nine thirty five that Bruce has last car yeah. last production car to win Lamar outright. Uh, right, seventy right, seventy nine. Right. But I want to. I, I know that story. We've told that story. I'm curious about your hand flying out the window at the beginning of the race. <laughs> that's what I was because the, <laughs> we can watch was, it. Was, We're looking at it, it now. Uh, there's there's your hand out the window, but you got to go back to see if the guy. So the guy in the nine thirty four, you felt like he was pinching you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he was all over me. You know, I was trying to get underneath him, and he'd close the door on me. You know. How? Uh, but it was funny to see your hand fly out the window because when you do the vintage racing, they go, "You should have a net in your window," and mm-hmm. if you don't have a net in your window, they want to know if you're wearing arm restraints, like if you're wearing an open cockpit car. Yeah. But so hands flying out of the window, probably not something. Probably something they frown on. Yeah. I think Albert. But I like you. You're an emotional man. You're an Italian guy, right? Right. Exactly. So that's an Italian move. <laughs> yeah. Or if there was one Jew in the race, that might be a Jew move. He might have been ordering food. You don't know. It looks yeah, like yeah, suburban yeah. road rage to me. Just everyday yeah. suburban road rage. So where are you? Where are you located, Albert? We got to come up and see your shop, and you got to come well, down come and on see up. us. You guys are more than welcome. We're up here in Foothill Ranch. We're up. We're over by Oakley. Right above El Toro Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I know where that is. Yeah, we know yeah, where we that got, is. We, yeah, yeah. we have quite a few cars here. We have a couple Super Vs uh, by Lister, which I was just parked just you know a couple spots down from where you were, Adam. And I have the Silver Lister and a Lotus 11. Yeah. I have Dan Gurney's Lotus 19 here. So I have quite a few cars. The uh, Lister's quite... Did, were you racing the Lister over the weekend? Yes, I was. Yes, that I seems did. like a uh-huh. handful to drive. That is a handful, oh, right? It is a handful, exactly. Um, exactly. How'd you finish in the race? How'd you do in the race? 
I had the Lister race, I finished, I think, fifth. I got hit by a car that spun out and sort of uh, <laughs> took a little momentum a... <laughs> away. But other than that, uh, we ended up fifth. How, how'd you do in the, my race, our, our, our race? I finished, I think, in your guys' race, I finished 18th. Oh, all right. So I finished 16th. So I, Just I barely, yeah. barely it, well, landed. Well, actually yeah. the smallest car, that fin- you know, the highest finishing small car. Yeah, yeah, you were hauling uh, butt in the in a yeah. car uh, in a sea of decon Monzas and nine thirty fives. Some stuff of those like guys that. out there are monsters. You know that. Some of those oh, guys exactly. are just monsters, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. What kind of horsepower do you think you're making in that cute little car? I got two hundred. I think it's two hundred and fifty or something like that. Yeah. Two hundred and sixty horsepower. So he's literally mm-hmm. giving away five hundred horsepower to yeah. some well, some of those guys out there. You're doing well, everything yeah. that car could possibly do. Then with that yep. kind of horsepower, <laughs> yeah. you're just going way beyond the limits of that car. Thanks. Oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the tires were bald, the brakes were worn out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, Albert. You're going to go fast, right? <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, co- we'll come see you soon. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Thank you All very right. much. Thank Appreciate you. Thank it. you for taking my call. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. I do. Uh, that's what you got to love about the vintage <clears throat> racing. You just randomly run into a guy who's sort of around you on the track, and he starts laying all this history out and all the cars he owns. How, how old yeah. is that guy? I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> I never saw him. I never sound sounds young. like an older guy, he doesn't right? Sound young? Oh, there are guys out there hauling ass that are seventy years old. Oh yeah, vintage racers. Vintage yeah. racers. Our our buddy Bill Warner, uh, seventy four, went out there in his TR six and ran his last his fastest lap he's ever done in that car. Wow. Yeah, it does, there are lots he of just, older dudes that still yeah. haul ass in those cars. Like in terms of what what leaves first, in terms of. Guys, you know, pick up basketball games and stuff like that become a thing of the past. But the fat, being fast in the car, um, those the, the average age of the guys in my race probably fifty seven years old, and yeah. they're and they're most of them are hauling ass. Right. So it, it's cool. And then this guy, that car is a cool piece. Beautiful. Donna, he's really absolutely nice. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's, nice. That's a very specific blue that the Porsche set likes in the kind of the Albert blue category. Yeah, that yeah. that Sunoco, Sunoco is a great it's a great hue. It's just it's just it's, great. It, that same livery is on a nine seventeen thirty, if you've ever seen that car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big monster yeah. of a nine seventeen. Yeah, we have uh we did a sort of highlight on that car at Goodwood, right? The 91730, right? That's the yes. oh, that's the Can Am mm-hmm. open cockpit yep. car, and that's a it's great it's great looking. Although it looks different on fiberglass than it does on on steel a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's still a perfect color for a street car or a race car. Yeah. It's just a great it's, that, it's it's a great blue. That 917 at Goodwood was amazing. <laughs> it's and a monster. That thing is pricey. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's got quite a price tag on it. It's, Do. Uh, what? Oh, you mean the one? Well, you don't know what it's selling for, do you? No, no, no. I'm just saying the it's, value it's, of that oh, car is, is. Yeah, it's, is, I don't know, twenty five million bucks. Yeah. I, I don't know that one. The one we looked at, Porsche owned, I believe they brought it out. I think you're that right. was it was not a privateer. But you, all right. Uh, let me tell you. FanDuel. Ah, football is back, which means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week. No busted seasons. Yeah, me and Sonny did our fantasy football draft last night. I think we're I think we're out of it already, even though the season hasn't even started. Really? Yeah. <laughs> More mathematically, we've been eliminated before the first game has started. Don't do that. Use FanDuel, man. Lots of contests to choose from. Start at just $1. Just $1. Pick up a 
contest. Choose your team. Watch the score in real time. Over 2.5 million players won cash prize. And they won a cash prize. So you're going to win. You want to win. Let's go with FanDuel. FanDuel.com. Just click now. And uh, join now. And uh, hit the button over there at FanDuel.com. It says join now. And uh, hit the code CARCAST with the first deposit on your FanDuel. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. Over $1 million in cash prizes. Why wouldn't we do this, people? Go to FanDuel.com and uh, use the promo code CARCAST and get into that NFL Sunday Million. All right. Uh, Spike. Let's yes, Let's talk about... Let's talk about you. Anything new in your garage? Anything you're lusting after? Uh, you know, yeah, there's some stuff going on. I uh, I heard yesterday that I'm getting a GT2 RS, which I was a little worried about because um, these these GT cars lately, the special ones, they don't make a lot of them. And yeah. unless you're a 918 guy, you're not in the VIP program. Uh, Porsche which, has a list then, like Ferrari if you does bought, and If the you bought GT. the Porsche 918... Yeah. Which was, uh, I think, about a million bucks. You became part of their VIP program, and what's significant about that is, uh, and no one knew this was happening, or at least I didn't know it was happening. And didn't, by the way, didn't have a million bucks to spend on a nine eighteen. But y- uh, you are offered first any of these very, like the nine eleven R came out. Yeah. They're going to make. Uh, I think they only made nine hundred ninety one of those, or maybe nine hundred eighteen. And a lot of the Porsche fans wanted them, but only the guys who were nine eighteen buyers could get them. And it you know it pissed a lot of people off. So um, it was a little bit of a relief to hear that I that I think Porsche is now making more of these cars to avoid this problem, this VIP program problem that they. Have. But they still <laughs> want exclusivity with the cars. They still kind want to of, kind of limit the amount of. I don't know cars. I, I'm hearing things like if you want a GT3, go ahead and order one. You'll get one. We're going to make enough GT3s for everybody. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? By the way, aren't they supposed to make? They, if, I, I mean, they're in the business of making money, right? So right, you know, <laughs> if you sell cars, you make money. There well, is, a, you know, my experience is when you when you have a car that you can't buy, like you know, Ferrari is very controlling with their cars too. That yeah. that after a while, you go, especially if you're someone who has a lot of money, you're a Silicon Valley guy. You go, well, I'm just going to go buy a McLaren, yeah. or, or I'm going to go to Porsche. I'm just going to jump to somebody else. Yeah. and you're, you're right; they're leaving a lot of money on the table, and, and so I think that's what you know. I don't know. I was, I was uh, happy to hear there's a GT2 RS with my name on it. I hope, good. but now I hope they don't make too many. Do you want get, enough so you so can be on the list, but not too yeah, many? Yeah, I want to be able to get out of it a year from now and tell my wife, "Hey, I actually made fifty grand on the car." I was wanting to do a coffee table book called "What Black People Think White People Are Talking About," <laughs> and this last passage like would, this would, is... be, would be a nice entry into my coffee table book. So black folk, that's what they think. You got to buy the 918, otherwise you're you not gotta, in the club. You don't oh, have a 918. It's unbelievable. I mean, it, you know, even what Ferrari wants you to buy, you've got to buy five significant Ferraris. Well, old, I mean, I, I don't. I oh, understand. If you sell too early, you get punished by being forced to buy three other cars. Wait, the, the craziest thing I heard was the Ford GT. If you wanted to get one of these Ford GTs, yeah. that there was a five-page application with an essay. An yeah. And I was like, well, who's grading this essay? Yeah. <laughs> and how are you evaluating that? They're just I, collecting uh, them and laughing because people are doing it, right? I, just like, ah, is it the dealer? Is it service? What guy? I get it in the sense that it, it's kind of weird because like, I could remember some years ago 
you'd talk to all your friends on the East Coast or the Midwest, and they'd be like, I want to come out there and try that In-N-Out burger, you know? And you'd go, yeah, you got to try an In-N-Out burger. And then I'd start thinking to myself, and I think we even talked to them once or something, but I was like, why don't you just open an In-N-Out burger in Chicago? I bet they would sell in Chicago. And they're like, because we don't want to. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, but why not? You just make money. And they're like, well, that, we, don't, we can't control it. Yeah. And it's like, You'll so pay someone sixteen dollars an hour to control it and make a bunch of money. Right. And they're like, mm, nope. no, no. This is Ray, a, this is Ray of, Kroc in the original McDonald's. It's just kind of family run. We like we like the way it is. Yeah, yeah, and, it's yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, but why not? And they're like, well, people in Illinois have heard of an In and Out Burger, haven't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, well, they can just come here and get one if yeah. they so desired. It's like I think they like that. Well, there is a certain amount of brand management, and you know, we want what we can't have, but. I, I don't know. I'm just looking at it through through my point of view, which is I do an awful lot for your brand. <laughs> I'm out here talking about it constantly wherever I go. It's on my social media. I collect these cars, but I can't get one. Yeah, you right. know, and yeah, that, but now that you just told everybody you're so going to flip it, you're off the list. I'm not going to flip it. I'm not going to flip it. Well, you're going to just tell your but wife Spike, you're going to flip it. Spike, that's what the essay portion of the test is for, because <laughs> right. you start off by saying, I'm a humble man, Yes, and I live a humble life. Yeah. Uh-huh. While I appreciate the 918, surely I can't afford it. Although, I'm an ambassador for your brand by going on popular podcasts, mm-hmm. such as CarCast, I own they many of your vehicles. Care. And if they read the essay part, they'd go, Go, you know what? I like this I like kid. This guy. He's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Porsche lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, write I mean, that a hundred like, times. It'd, it'd be like, look the, at this. This is different than every other essay we got. Yeah, you'd get into Stuttgart U <laughs> because they'd go, his SAT scores aren't that great. Yeah. Maybe he's going to need a little help, financial aid. But look at this. It, he's got grit. Porsche did not. Porsche wasn't the essay. They don't do the essays. Well, but you wish they would. You wish they would. Yeah. Because the essay would, if they did the essay, then you should be in line to I get one of those. I personally believe everybody who wants one of these things should be able to get one. How mm-hmm. many orders do we have? Let's make that many. Well, that's, especially that's what, that's what I think business is all about. You like tell me, you know more about you know more about Porsches than I do. Although the Peter Greg talk and the nine thirty four, Spike's starting there. to real it, going, get the bona fides with Spike. But okay. <laughs> The thing about the ni- uh, the thing about the uh, Ford GT is mm-hmm. that's totally bespoke, and you have to make X amount of tubs and X amount of everything. The Porsches are all basically landing on, on a pretty familiar tub, mm-hmm. right? So you're now putting in the better engine and the intake and the bigger brakes right, and the, the wider sp- suspension, and the whatever. But but, that, but yeah. the tub's there, so it's like yeah. if if if. If Ford said, look, we don't want to make 10,000 of these things. It's just too much. I'd go, I get it. But if it was on a Fiesta tub, <laughs> and <laughs> all you had to just... do is put the big flares on and the bigger turbo yeah. and the intercooler mm-hmm. and everything, I'd go, well, why don't you just keep doing that? Like you can, And yeah. I feel that way about Porsche. Like, you can keep doing this, right? And to I, your I, argument, make more. Yeah, I, I think you can hang it out there years ahead of time and say, who's interested in this stuff? <laughs> and get a pretty specific idea. You could even say, who wants one? And then there'd be a number. You'd have a number. Look, let's make 4,000 of them. How many of those cars? And again, I, I do think these, these folks know what they're doing in that better to have everyone. You know, it's, it's a sort of a thing where I think it's more, I think it's like this. 
I think it's like you're a band and you're better off playing a 900 seat theater and shelling it out, just having people standing mm-hmm. around, than playing a 6,000 seat <laughs> arena and having just a front loge section like yeah. filled up. And I think that's them. Like they just want people banging on the door, going, "I well, want to see this." Here's band. what I used to think about the brand, and I don't know if it's it's the same. It's that they made these these Cayennes, these McCanns, these regular normal Porsches in the beginning of a run. The, the regular 991, 911, the 996, the 997. And then towards the end of the run, they made the special cars for the purists. That's the way we used to hear about that. Just wait. There'll be some special 964s coming just for you guys. You know? right. But now that you guys category is pretty much the entire fan base of Porsche. It's, it's you know, because yeah. everybody wants to have that special car. Right. So, you know, now... You know, they, you know, I hear we're at that end of that nine nine one nine nine one point two run right now, and the special cars are coming out. One of them, obviously, is the GT three that's that's out right now. The GT two RS is coming out, and and but there are also some special packages we're hearing about, like a touring package for the new GT three, which would mean no wing, and you can get it with a manual transmission and five hundred horsepower, which is very much like a nine eleven R. That you weren't allowed to buy, right? And 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 but they won't acknowledge that that package is coming along. There's also I've heard rumors about a, a GT3 Speedster. Wow! So a GT3 Speedster variant. Yeah, I, I can't even picture what that looks like in my head. But maybe they're they're the cowl behind the seats and then the yeah. wing. Right. Um, so, but but I think they have a couple of little surprises coming along. Th- th- that speedster idea, I hear they're only going to make three hundred and fifty six of those. So that's half the VIP program. But it's three fifty six, like Porsche three fifty six. How cute! Right. But you know, does it become yeah. like a porn addiction where you're just like <laughs> – you just go, what's next? Like you're never satiated. You're never satisfied. Totally. It's always just what's totally. next. Totally. What's yes. next? Absolutely. Because it's so funny as you, as you look back. Like for some reason, I remember when uh, the Audi uh, R8 was coming out. Yeah. And I remember going, God, that's beautiful. That's, yeah, how much that's are those? Right. 161000 I said, oh, boy, look at that. Look at that thing. It's beautiful. And then I went like – well, maybe I'll get one, but I'll, I'll wait a couple of years, let right, somebody right. buy it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll take it off their hands for eighty-five grand. You know, so then right about that time, the V10 came out, and I was like, "Oh, look at that!" One. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's got a V10. That's you got the all V8. the things that I wanted the V8 to have. It's yeah, that's got the. It's got the. Okay, well, I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that one. I'll give it a couple of years, <laughs> yeah. and now then they have you know the F edition comes out. V10. Plus or something. Right, or right, whatever. You know, we're going to wait on that. Yeah. The obsession came with the Nismo version. Yeah. The, the point of the story, though, is, is how many R8s have you owned? Zero. 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 But no, my Zero point now. is, is like it's, it's, <laughs> it's this waiting. thing where you, we constantly have this, oh, it's coming out. And before you know it, it's, pardon the pun, in our rearview mirror. And it's like, oh, that's the old Absolutely. one. Yeah, no, now throw paint to sample in the middle of that. And you've got like a 12-month delay. I know guys who got paint to sample GT3 RSs, the last variant. And by the time they get the car, no one cared about it. <laughs> it right. was already like, oh, we're done with that we're talking about 911 rs and have you seen the gt2 rs but you're right you can jump onto this ride at any point in the future yeah it, they're always going to be making the next new thing because after these special cars comes of course the new 911 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're going to be and, blowing and, that out, and you're looking at that, and now you're taking delivery of this other as, thing. As far as like making as many as you need to the ha- the customers are happy, you're not talking about making seventy thousand GT two <laughs> no, RS, no. right? Like yeah. we're not. It's still a small number. Yeah, they should double the VIP program. Right. So, so you're talking like fifteen hundred cars, a couple right? grand. They should make two thousand. All right. Well, Spike, you should have this in your garage right next to the Porsche, the Garage Boss. New Reacher height adjustable drain pan. We use these things over at the other shop. Gets uh, right under your drain plug. It prevents uh, misses or splashes. Works with the uh, low profile cars or cars up on ramps or jack stands, trucks, whatever. Works with everything. Drains into a sealed container. So you can just take it right down to the recycling center. No muss, no fuss, no doing the transfer thing into the one gallon milk jug or any of that stuff. Now, all you have to clean up is the catch funnel. The pieces snap back into the drain container, and it works just like that. We're looking at one right now. Perfecto. Mm -hmm. Plus, a new line of crystal clear funnels, so you can see what's pouring in. Pouring in and prevent the overspilling. I don't know how many times I've done a funnel and I poured the oil or the whatever, the coolant or whatever, too fast and overflowed the funnel. Anyway, it's uh, Garage Boss exclusively at AutoZone. Or you can go to AutoZone.com and check out the video at AutoZone.com. See uh, Garage Boss. Or you just go to Garage Boss. That's Garage. That's Go Garage Boss. B-O-S-S dot com. You see everything you need to at GoGarageBoss.com. So, Spike, what else do you got in there? You're waiting on the GT2. <clears throat> I, you know, I've been driving my old Land Rover Series 2A a lot this summer. I've got, um, I took up to Monterey this year a 1977 Volkswagen police car that served in Würzburg, Germany from 77 to 91, full horn and radio. It was really uh, satisfying to be able to talk to traffic yeah. <laughs> when you're driving through yeah. Carmel and there are people waiting to park and looking for spots and you go, you can just yell, there are no spots, keep moving and flash your lights. <laughs> that car, that car is a dream. Um, Volkswagen. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old it's Volkswagen. It's guys. an old Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Are most Porsche guys sort of de facto Volkswagen guys? Yeah, well, the engine's in the rear on some of these Volkswagens, and they sure. have. You get a little bit of the 356 feel. You know, in fact, I recommend all the time if you can't afford a 356, get in, get into Volkswagens. Start there, and you'll get a little bit of that experience. You were doing a kind of an outlaw car. At some point, when I talked to you about a year or so ago, I was. You were building up something. I can't remember exactly Boy, I don't, what it I was. I don't know what that could have been. I was asking I you. you uh, the reason I was uh, the reason it sticks in my mind is I. You said you're building, uh, I think, a four cylinder Porsche engine. Oh, and right, I said, right. What kind of induction does that have? And you went, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Jerry's building one. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, oh, Jerry's a, building He's one. getting a polo motor where they kind of. I think they take a flat six and they chop off a couple cylinders, and then you've got this little four cylinder deal that you put in a speedster yeah oh, and, yeah and, and i thought you were building an engine too but and I he don't... had a twin plug john wilhoyt engine in uh his car that he gave to me we did this giant engine swap with our friends oh i took out my 356 engine and gave it to my friend jerry gave me this one and he put the uh oh, okay. thingy in in his deal so maybe that's what, maybe we're, that's what we, it was. we were talking yeah. about. Now, yeah. so where's that engine going for you? Is it going in a car? Is it in a car? I put it in my 58 Speedster. 
I oh, sent the car down to John Wilhoyt. He installed it. We um, we essentially, you know, I gave him the marching orders that I wanted this 58 Speedster to drive like a 58 Speedster. Mm-hmm. So let's forget about disc brakes. Let's go with drum brakes. Let's redo those brakes. So, it, okay. so the whole car feels like a 58 and sounds like a 58, but it's got 150 horsepower instead of 75 now. It's a right. true death trap. It's wonderful. Oh, right, right, oh, right. Yeah, and we're talking about induction or something. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. These are things I don't care about. You don't sweat those kind of details. <laughs> I'm going with downdraft Webers. <laughs> Why not? Well, well first I didn't of all, know, it's 58. I don't it's going to be period correct 58, right? That's well, no. If no, you want 150 horsepower, like, I don't know. Like, I know I had a Lamborghini with Porsche aftermarket mm-hmm. racing carburetors on it once because they needed the triple choke variety. So... If if somebody says, here's your four-cylinder Porsche engine, but I want it to pull, I don't know if you go, oh, we'll just use the Webers, or you go, we're going to use some kind of injection, or we're going to use these aftermarket Porsche racing carburetors, right. yeah. like they're a little more modern or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about them to know that. Do you know about injection on on like old like kits? Like, you know, so they do all the injection now. On all the crate motors that guys are putting in their yeah. Shelby Cobra kits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like anyone building a modern day, or most, a lot of people building a modern day car with a V8 power plant would go with an injection yeah. system now. Well, I, I don't know what they use specifically on the Porsches, but there are, you know, a lot of ways to take what would be like your Weber injection and can convert it to individual throttle bodies and then just add the fuel rail and electronics. You said Weber injection, but like Weber carbs. Yeah, and yeah do it like Weber's, like injection. all the individual ones. If you're running four carbs or six carbs or whatever. You and, can, and then you get a management system and like a computer, and then it's a lot easier to yeah. tune it and figure it out. There are probably kits out there, tons of them, four Porsches that do that, but there's also pretty easy custom ways of doing it. Like any competent Porsche guy or your hot rod guy could could take the carbureted manifold that's on it and convert it to fuel injection. Spike, do you have I know you're not a cars and coffee guy. <laughs> my my biggest my biggest I do beef. my own private cars and coffee on the porch at the Malibu kitchen, which you come to any weekend. I sit with my friends and people drive cars. They come after the car shows and hang out. Yes. And we kind of see them pulling in and I like movement. I don't like stationary. I okay. the cars and coffee thing. It's like Sunday six a.m. Right, sounds like a real thing, bummer right? to me. Right? <laughs> yeah, somebody posted pictures of one the other day. It was just like fog <clears throat> over there. You couldn't see anything. It's it just... well, yeah. To get out of Trancus, the one that's closest to my house, you, you go. You got to get there at five thirty, or there'll be no place to park. I'm like, I'm not getting up at five thirty. I'm going to Tell you what, I'm going to go to breakfast at eleven. Why don't you guys come over there and we'll talk cars then? I'm also I'm a conscientious objector to it because I feel for the neighbors of these people who are pulling the flathead rat rod out of the garage in Reseda at 510 on Sunday morning. Like, you got to fire up that flathead with the open exhaust, and, like, you're backing that thing out the driveway at 515 because you got to get to Trancus by 6? Like, who are these people? you got to be miserable. If you are, I'll bet you I could, I could, I could, Get 10,000 people on the phone right now who would tell me, I live next door to a guy. He's got a big block. He's got a Hillborn injection, yeah. open yeah. side, whatever. He goes to that goddamn Cars and Coffee 
every fucking Sunday. Mm-hmm, yeah. Every Sunday morning, he fires that thing up at 520 yep. and starts backing it out the driveway. And I'm like, those poor, miserable neighbors, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of modern cars, too. My neighbors, it's a Lamborghini Huracan. And I, I know oh, every yeah. time he leaves the house. Right, no right. Every time. The, but if that guy was Cars and Coffee, you'd it's, wake up every yeah. Sunday at 530. Here's the thing that's going I'm fascinated with Cars and Coffee because they these things, they start somewhere and they instantly grow like a giant cancer and then they get too big for the venue. Right. I, was just, I just interviewed Patrick Long for, for my yeah. show. And the same thing's happening with Luftecult. You know, he, I said, why was it in Long Beach? He goes, it just gets so big and it's the, you know, it's the biggest, uh, we needed a big place to do it. And you I know. go, what are you doing next? He goes, I'm looking for a bigger place. Yeah, it's, he's going to uh, be at the LA Convention Center now. <laughs> he's going to be like a You know what we need to there. do? We need to shrink it. And I'll tell you how. All right. We go with a tail hook type controversy. <laughs> you know, tail hook started as just a bunch of guys who landed. They were tail hookers. They landed jets on aircraft carriers. Yeah. And it was like a little hangout in San Diego and have some beers. Next thing you know, it spins into this massive thing. <laughs> Next thing you know, they bring in some ladies and we got a Duke lacrosse situation <laughs> on our hands and the whole thing gets shut down. So that's what we'll do with cars and coffee. We'll bring some yeah. ladies in from Nevada. Mm-hmm. There'll be some alligators. Yeah. There'll be some scandal of white privilege, <laughs> and it'll just shut the whole goddamn thing down. Every wife and girlfriend will say, no, you are not you're going. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. All right. All those cars and coffee guys, they need Geico. Oh, they, they do. They need Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. They drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. And you can save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. I just spent like $100 on AN fittings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you could just spend a fortune on that stuff alone and braided hose lines. So this is good. Uh, It's the most rewarding to-do list of the day. Save money at Geico.com. Yeah, Go Geico, man. So, uh, Spike, how many cars do you own? Where are they? <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> and, uh, when are you leaving down, town? Down, uh, um, you know, I live on the west side of L.A. I had to get out of Hollywood when I had kids and try to have a, a normal kind of uh, upbringing for these two young men. Um, and I've been down at Santa Monica Airport for about 20 years. And, you know, my, I do not have a giant car collection. A lot of people will go, how do you have so many cars? Most of the cars I put on my feeds are friends' cars or I'm yeah, borrowing yeah. friends' cars or driving stuff or I'm, you know, doing car matchmaker and I have a car for a week. Um, I, I have anywhere between – I've gone as low as two and as high as ten. That's what I would say. And I had a, a discussion with someone this weekend who believes the perfect number of cars. This, is, this was – I agree with him completely. Guys get a lot of money. He's a um, Silicon Valley guy. Eight. 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 I was going to say eight. Eight is the perfect number of cars for him. If he's, gonna, if he's got eight and a new car comes in, he's got to sell something that week to right. get rid of the other car. And I, I feel that number could be a little lower. Six starts to feel unwieldy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Because I think once you push past six, now you're getting into things that you don't drive. And right. if you're not driving stuff, well, I was now gonna it's say, just sitting there breaking. If you have a couple breaking. collectors. Right. You know? and, and this just – I'm a driver. So everything I own, I have to be driving. And I will like Thursday or Friday go down to the hangar, pick something up, and then I'm driving it straight through to Monday. 
I, uh, I will add this. Are there any hangars this. left over there? Yeah, you know what? There are. are. There, really? Yeah, they're yeah. trying to shut that airport down. <laughs> so, oh, so there may be a lot of hangars. So, so it's and, just going to be cars at that point? And they made one of these gloriously insane announcements that w- the airport will be closing in 11 years. So <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows what that means. So the leases began, uh, instead of leasing a, a place for a year, you lease it for the month. It's month to month, which is actually desirable. Because now you can leave it whenever you want. You know, they're, they're a little expensive. Does anybody own hangers? I think um, there are a few guys who own hangers down there, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah, I don't um, know. they got grandfathered in. But it's police is, protected, the whole deal. It's this is going to go in my, uh, my coffee table book, What Black People Think Like. Tell, there's the a right, lot of really good car right collections. The number <laughs> of cars is eight. eight. You need eight, eight cars. cars. They'll, be listening. They'll be reading on the bus. They'll be reading on the waiting for a transfer. And like, yeah. Eight. No, uh, sure, you could have 28. Sure, but you don't want it. You can't drive 28 cars. <laughs> now, you don't want to get screwed and have five cars. No. That's, uh, that's not a choice. If we can't have these conversations here... <laughs> Where can we have it? Yeah, by the way, you know what else I have that I just occurred to me? I have a 935 wheel that I've had for about 20 years that I use as a coffee table. <laughs> My Whoa. friend Sam Cabiglio gave me, and apparently it's from a significant car. A rear wheel or a front wheel? Uh, how big's your coffee table? It's the rear wheel. Okay. So it's a it's 19. A BB, it's a BBI. It's kind of gold. BBS, right? BBS? Must right. be BBS. And, and Unless there's a company called BBI that made these didn't things. Sign, the- you know, you, I should know this. I don't know. But so I thought Seinfeld bought a 935 or a 934. Apparently, this wheel is off that car. So if it's a rear, is it is it real deep? I mean, yeah, is it yeah. Real, so big. it's like 14, uh-huh. 15 inches. So what they did is the reason they ran those back in the day is sort of like the BMW i3s of today. So I'll, I'll bring this full circle. I was looking at those i3s, and I think it was i3, right? And I, and I said, like, The why, little one is the i3. Yeah, why are those, why are those, ti- those tires are so tall, but they're so thin. They're so thin. They're like a 10-speed rim on that thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like, what? How's that going to work? And, and by the way, they know more than I do. It, it always works. Somebody said to me, look, it's not very wide. So it gets the low drag coefficient, or rolling coefficient, yeah. whatever. But the wh- the bigger the circumference, the more the bigger the patch on the ground is. It's not the width. Mm-hmm. I mean, the width is one part, but the circumference is another part. It gets you more of the width on the ground. Yeah. And so I was like... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So those skinny tires we're looking at on an I3 right now have a a bigger... So it's all about the patch that you put on the ground. So what Porsche did, the governing body said, you can't have anything wider than, I think, a 14-inch rim in the rear. And they're like, oh, but we got a ton of horsepower and we want to hook up. Not that 14 is not a ton of rim. It's a ton. It's a ton of rim. But Porsche was like... So 14's it. Yeah, you can't go any wider than 14. And we're like, and they're like, okay. So if we put 14 wide, 16 inch rears, we'll have this big a patch. But what if we went to a 19 inch rear? We'd have yeah. a bigger patch on the ground. So w- they ran 14 19s in the rear and like 12 16s in the front. I guess they didn't need it. The patch in the mm-hmm. front as bad as they needed the patch in the back. So. All the vintage cars have the 19s in the back. They don't make those tires anymore. They don't make the rear 19s 
for that car anymore. So all the guys who run in vintage have to run 16 and 16 with just a bigger rear tire, right. but not the not the 19. So you... I have one. You have one? <laughs> with the tire. The original tire. Oh, it's got the tire. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder That's good for the glass I wonder who made the, the tire. tire. Do, do you recall? It's a Goodyear tire. It's a Goodyear tire. This is... You know, I'm going back like 21 years when I called Sam Cabiglio up and I said, hey, I want to do one of those cool tire... Uh, coffee yeah. table things and he sent that over <laughs> I don't remember what it was until Seinfeld saw it and he goes hey I need one of those like, what a what <laughs> well, a little table he goes no that's a 935 wheel dude I go it is the, the, <laughs> why do you need a table <laughs> I know. no he really yeah he did want it he wanted to take it out of there he said get out of here the, that's where I have breakfast the, uh, <laughs> the 19 I, I don't think I'm making this up I don't think you'd find that 19 on any other Porsche Wow. So I think it must be from a 935. You already know that. Yeah. And it's a Goodyear tire. Now I'm curious what the size. I know. I'm going to send you a picture. you got to send pictures I'm going to get that, down yeah. there and send you guys a picture. Send it. We'll put it up on uh, social media so yeah. people can see that <laughs> wow. uh, coffee table. It's only yeah. taken eight years for them to say social media. Yeah, <laughs> social media. I love that movie. And I love ZipRecruiter, man. It's tough to find the talent you need for your business. Well, that's why you got to go with ZipRecruiter. You post your job to 100-plus job sites with one easy click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job. Unlike other sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Over 80% of jobs posted get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Why not do that? No juggling emails or calls. Screen, rate, and manage candidates in one place with their super easy-to-use dashboard. Oh, I like that. It's got a car part name. Right now, my listeners can post jobs at ZipRecruiter, and they can do it for free. So just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash car, ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Try it out for free. What do you got to lose? ZipRecruiter.com slash car, and try it for free. So you got... um, Hangar space. You got a nine seventeen coffee table. You're, you're waiting for the nine thirty five coffee yeah. table. Nine thirty five. You're waiting for the the uh, two. Um, when do you think the two's coming in? Uh, I heard a year from September on this one. So, I, I have I, I, by then. There's like a whole other. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that to Spike. Come on, don't do that. Horsepower is going to be an amazing car. We I actually have another one that I'm waiting to hear about too. I, my friend and I are partnered on them. Do you have friends who partner on cars like this? No. My co-host on the podcast, the, uh, Zuckerman, is a personal injury attorney, and uh-huh. he's he's masterminded this partnering on vintage cars. So it's he smart. has a very yeah. big collection with partners from his firm. You know, a couple of us, and everybody kind of kicks in money for different cars and. You know, when someone's not driving it, you drive it. And it actually worked. I've been watching it. I was nervous about it because he's a lawyer. And if yeah. it goes wrong, I know what's going to happen. Right. I'm going to get decimated by this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, it, it's, uh, it also takes a lot of uh, the preciousness of owning these cars off. You know, you, you drive them, you use them together, and then, yeah. you you know, you, if you want out, you just buy the other guy out, and it's working well. You were in on, like, half a Lotus. <laughs> I was. Then my sister got divorced, and uh, I've never seen that half again. Yeah. So you lost half your car. See, this is where it could go wrong. Yeah, it didn't work out well for me. My sister got divorced, and the guy just took the Lotus. 
And I'm surprised, surprised I haven't heard anything about <laughs> no. him or being reimbursed or you a check? making me whole again. No. Hmm. He has a fairly rich history of not making me whole. <laughs> Land deals oh, and you know, down payments on houses yeah. in Silver Lake. It doesn't really work out for Rich Whitey in the end. Well, I think your, uh, your RS is going to be a badass. What is, give us the specs on, on the RS. Um, well, it's uh, twin turbo, seven hundred and horsepower uh, to the, all to the rear wheels. Um, wow! It's going to have PDK. They're not going to g- give you a manual transmission in it. It's just going to be a monster. We, thing's we be... only know about this car because the guys from Forza Motorsport came in and it's their cover yeah, car for no, the game, and they brought right. one here. And, and you like, saw it. Yeah, they're like, come down and see the car. And you're and... not interested in that. I well, I appreciate it. I uh, just not in the. It's it's like I could never get whatever it's capable of out on the street, and so it's like I, I just I completely appreciate it. I, I guess it's sort of like you know, do you want to live in Candy Spelling's uh, old house in Brentwood? I'm like, <laughs> it's fifty two hundred hills, fifty two thousand square feet. <laughs> you know, and it's like. It's so nice, but <laughs> I don't need a wrapping room. Square feet. <laughs> well, no, she moved to Wilshire. But I know, she, but that house her, you're talking uh, about was in Beverly Hills. The, Beverly, know, the one that, that was next to the Playboy Mansion is like 50,000 square yeah, feet. Yeah, Homey Hills. Yeah, That's Homey. not a GT2 RS. Uh, you're right, <laughs> but it's too tra- much. It's, it's too much for me. Talking about. It's this too much for me. Monster. I couldn't utilize yeah. it. Even, I'm saying I can't utilize it. There's three refrigerators in the kitchen. You drive like, a 935. This is the street version of that car. This the car is related to your car. You're right. It you want, looks like I'll the car. I'll take yours. But, you uh, so me wait, well, it. here I'm making you an. I have another one. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear about from uh, from Mark Brenner in Pennsylvania, uh, Sloan Porsche new dealership. He says I'm I'm one of the first guys in line there. Hopefully, I'll hear about him. I'll partner with you on that car. What I'll you... own two halves of a GT2 RS. <laughs> what, you, what are those things sticker for? I don't know. What are they, like 200 I, grand? I think they're, they're, they're on the website. I think they're, they're on the website. I think they're 290, uh, 300. GT2 RS. It's on the Porsche website. Right. And, you, but, but Adam. Forget the options, Have you ever Chris, owned a new Porsche? Price. No. You haven't. A part of it is low self-esteem in a weird way. Like, well, this will, nice raise, this will raise your self-esteem. And you'll drive it for a year. So you sell it and you'll make a little money. And you'll like that. And then someone else will enjoy the car. Okay. I like, oh, 293. Yeah. 293.2. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of, but that's a lot of car, man. <laughs> that now, is, now what you have, that's a lot. What's the best color? Give us the, give us the color. Right. I have some opinions. You know, here's... Yeah. I want some uh, opinions. In, in my opinion, Porsche kind of screwed up with the colors. They offered the same color palette as the regular 911. So that's Miami blue, a silver, a, a gray, a black, a white, uh, lava orange. You know, just the... They should have offered four or five special colors just for this car because right. it's such a special car. Right. So when you go and you build one of these things, in my opinion, the only good colors where this car looks right are black, mm-hmm. just a black with um, red and black interior. Yeah, don't red do interior. Don't do a red steering wheel. They have the Alcantara no. and the stick shift because – It'll never stay red. It'll never stay clean. I, I don't yeah, like – It's a, I don't, it's I don't a like, mess. I don't like – steering wheels should be black, Right. number one. Number two – 
I'm not fan of a fan of a black exterior, but with a red interior, I am. Yeah, when I you look at it like that, a black car with a red interior is awesome looking. And they have special uh, wheels that are gold colored just for this car, which are really and cool. that yeah. looks great on and the black. There you as, go. as well. We're looking at and uh, they have pictures of uh, it. a thirty-five thousand dollar Visoc package for the car, which you know you have to get it. Yeah, you ha- and that's you- only like 17 each, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but you have five, everybody right. who, in the future who's going to want a GT2 RS, the first question they're going to ask is, yeah. do you have the Visoc package? Which I don't even know what the Visoc package is. I think no. it's a separate set of stripes on it. Uh, um, I think it's l- maybe a little lighter. I don't know. But but it's $35,000 extra. Well, what we've, what we've learned. Like click the, click oh, it's the only 31000 Put the information button right there on the right. And you'll on the see. right. We yeah. will, there you go. So... So there to, it is. To try carbon to fiber, fiber front lid to, painted. To, yeah. Ooh. To try to speak. Oh yes, and the most important carbon <laughs> fiber rear wing with a large Porsche logo. On it. <laughs> so you're paying. It's it's gorgeous. When you look at the car down and you see that Porsche logo on the top of the wing, it's definitely worth thirty one thousand dollars for a sticker. Light wheels. The yeah, guy, and the lighter wheels. The gardener who's on the A-frame ladder, who's trimming the hedge, <laughs> who, when, when he looks this down... This is aspirational. This that, is that's aspirational. Right, that's right. <laughs> I, I agree. First of all, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece. And yes, uh, all kidding aside, when you guys order these cars, get the full Monty package because yeah. later on, when these things go to sell, we see so many of these things. Like it's even like with like, oh, it's a, it's a uh, 65, 350 uh, Mustang. Oh. Oh, it's an automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Although okay. that's not going to fetch the kind of my GT two RS will be the only one without the thirty five thousand dollar <laughs> Porsche wing package. <laughs> so I like I like black. I like chalk. Uh, silver's yeah. o- silver's okay. That, yeah. But is chalk the uh, white chalk is. Um, kind of like mode grau, like a uh, fashion gray color. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good color. Yeah, yeah. so it's like it's well, what an do you go with the white in- non-metallic. What do you go with the interior with that, then? I, a red know, looks it, good with that, too. It does. I, I would do the black and red interior and then pick off the problems with it, the stick shift, the steering wheel, and just right. take some of the red out of it. Because it has to, you can't make, you know, there's a 911R someone offered me last week that's just a silver black car. And what I learned from that, and the reason it's not selling, it, is this car it doesn't look special. It's a special car that doesn't look special. Right. So you need to, when you're making a car like this, build it in a special way so that it stands out a little it's bit. It's got to be a little over the top. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little the over the top. Car, so and the guys who are going to be buying the these things secondhand, are going, they're, they have money and they want the best of the best. The guy yeah. who really took their time to figure it out. And also, turn in terms of resale and value down the road, you know, when you do a combo that's unique, versus black on black right because they'll give you the numbers they'll go they produced 488 cars <laughs> and 311 of them were black on yep. black yeah. they only made one with the orange with the visoc package yeah. and the red whatever and that's it gets more and more yeah. elite because really ultimately all we're talking about here whether we're talking on spike show about the newman's rolex uh there are a lot of rolex daytonas not as not so many that they're five hundred bucks, but so many that they're a hundred grand or, or whatever. They yep. varies, but there's only one of these, mm-hmm. and there's quite a few Porsches, and then quite a few less with the turbos, the GT twos, and then quite a few less in this color package. And you're trying to get to that rarefied yeah, air where right. there's just not a whole bunch of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, it's cool to have a Porsche and it's cool to have a Rolex. But when you get in 
really deep, you want the Rolex and yeah. the Porsche, yeah. and that's kind of how it works. I've also been thinking a lot about how many GT cars can the world hold. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they made that first GT3 RS that didn't even come to the United States, right? It was a 996 variant, the blue blue emblems and red emblem. But then they've been making lots of GTTs, GT3s, GT2s, GT3 RSs. Yeah. Eventually, we're sated as a car culture, right? And and that is a moment I believe is kind of coming up too. That maybe you won't make money in this GT2 RS. Not that it matters. That's not why I buy cars. But maybe we all have what yeah. we need. I don't know. I think the market's pretty good. Yeah. On, on Porsches. I, uh, maybe the GT cars. Maybe we're you know we're slowing down on a lot of stuff. Yeah, right and now. then you got to figure politics. Like what if like Bernie Sanders gets in <laughs> and he decides to confiscate? <laughs> he puts it to a vote. Like who wants to confiscate all the Porsches? <laughs> and everyone's hand goes flying up. Like sure, we'll get one. <laughs> big, no, they're very we'll, friendly. We'll, but <laughs> we'll build a monorail with the money we use, and when we melt them down, <laughs> <laughs> that should happen. But um. Didn't Volvo just say that they are only going to make electric cars? Didn't they? Just They're going to make electric and hybrid cars only. But I believe Rolls Royce is doing that, and Aston Martin just announced everybody. It as well. Everybody's doing it. That's and where yeah. we're all headed. Volvo, now, Aston Martin can get away with a twelve-cylinder <clears throat> with an electric. But the more motor. likely scenario is you can't drive gas-powered cars anymore, folks. Volvo's <laughs> going to do an alternative fuel car that just runs off douche. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, Matt. Did we talk about that in Monterey? I, but we heard that I, somewhere it came up. They have a mass and gale edition. <laughs> like they had the Levi edition gremlin back. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think it'll work. Like I, I remember, I remember really having this this thought when I was like, um, so I'm older than you guys. So I, I remember it was like 1979, 1980. Uh, I was in high school in like 1980, 81, 82. And I remember thinking, I really love cars. I really love cars, but I don't have any money. And <laughs> gas is now a dollar a gallon. Like I remember. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. anytime you heard a report, it was like, well, we're pretty much going to be run dry here in about a decade. Or, you know, they go, by the year 2000, we'll be out of gas. Mm-hmm. But if we have gas, it'll be $100 a gallon. And I'll be like, damn, how am I going to be in the year 2000? (laughs) And then I was like, somewhere in my early 30s, I think. And then I was like, I want a cool car, but I won't. And then also, you got to go to 1980, 81, 82, 83, 84. Porsches were pretty slow. Ferraris were pretty slow. Corvette. It's nothing like yeah. everyone's just being strangled by regulations and fuel and air, you know, AQMD yeah, and everything. Emissions. And it's like these cars just keep getting slower and slower and like less cool and less attractive and bulkier and heavier. And, and it's like and you couldn't buy, yeah, you couldn't buy a new a new Corvette. In 1982, would have done zero to 16, 8.7 seconds or something. <laughs> like a Scirocco would kill it five years later. So I was getting like really bummed out about the future. And now I've just kind of realized, nah, I think there's always going to be fuel. And I think there's always going to be horsepower. And there's always going to be noise. And we're just in. Like Screw I keep believing kids, somebody's going to figure it out, right? Like. It's probably naive, but you mean like Dodge? You know, it's like Dodge comes out with the the, the demon. demon, yeah. <laughs> it's got. Doesn't that feel like an end point? That just feels like the end, the yeah. official end. Of well, those types I'll of tell you what happens. Like, the marketing is like it's a streetcar no, that pops wheelies. We need a story. Like, there's uh, here's how you know, they shut down 
how they shut down Tailhook. That's how we shut down Cars and Coffee with a couple of prostitutes out to Irvine. Shut the whole thing down, saying they were cornered in the bathroom. They feared for their life. You know, that kind of stuff. We'll get the whole place. Uh, yeah, Gloria Allred will get on it while the whole place shut down. Now, the way we get rid of cars and uh, internal combustion engines, we get Lena Dunham to get in a demon and wrap it around like she runs into Caitlyn Jenner and they both die in a fireball on PCH and then everyone will get outraged and that'll be it, and then, it. because they don't know like right now they'll go she was in a car with 870 800 horsepower and they'll go what? no what's right wheelies down PCH who makes this car this guy's in Detroit oh no let's go Antifa guys we got a new place to march Antifa or whatever they're called alright that, that would get it shut down done I don't think they know what we're doing that's what i'm We've saying solved the and world's I'm, problems i'm pretty sure lena dunna doesn't know what a dodge hour. demon is but <laughs> you uh, don't think she's got one i'm <clears> gonna tweet <throat> it to her later <laughs> <laughs> she made the top of my list spike of <clears throat> i have a list not of women who i would like to have sex with yeah i have a list of women who would be disgusted if they had sex with me yeah and she she's number one how long is Sadly, that list? I think my, it's, well, we cut it's, it off at 20. We didn't <laughs> 20 want to. We only had really the show's short. only 90 minutes. <laughs> For a fellow like no, you, No, we cut. I, again, we could, you know what Porsche does with the GT program? Yeah, we got a list. I think it's bigger than 918. <laughs> no, we, uh, that's why we have to cut it off. We yeah. cut it yeah. at, at 20. Mm-hmm. Thousand. We, I, you got to find the list. That Lena's number one. I think my wife's number two, and I can't remember uh, <laughs> who, who else in I there. would put my wife at number one, I think. In on my list? list? On my list. Oh, okay. On my yeah, list. That'd be yeah. weird. No, the wife is oh, sure. that kind of abuse. No. <laughs> no, no got she'd be happy with my you. List. She'd be very mean, happy with you, Adam. weird. <laughs> You're different. You're not me. It'll be a smooth transition. I like cars, too, sweetie. <laughs> my bookie. Ah, where are you betting at? Just as important as who. You're betting on. Go to mybookie.ag. That's .ag. They've been in the business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. 100% cash bonuses and fast payouts. Just two business days. In-game and uh, live betting. Most rewarding player perks in the business. And an all-new mobile app site that makes wagering go like a breeze. That's right. So, and this whole, like... During the game, Matt, you're not a sports guy, but the idea that you can get a little action at halftime or in the third quarter and that the, 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 it just keeps changing as the one team scores, other team scores, it is that's, so uh, That's good. how Sonny's spending his ringtone Th- money. That's how Sonny's going to spend his ringtone money. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to 100 percent bonus wow sweet use promo code carcast to activate the offer visit mybookie.ag you play you win you get paid at mybookie.ag all right uh i got i got the list if you if you want oh yeah just the top five top five all right come in number five uh ellen Ellen. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> you can Ellen. just say Ellen. We all yeah, know who you mean. Ellen. All right. Number four, Caitlyn Jenner. Mm. Number three, Michelle Obama. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number two, Lynette Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. And uh, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham's yeah. number one. Big winner. There you go. Big winner. <laughs> uh, if there's anything that would motivate her to take that 
Dodge Demon and just drive it into a freeway barrier. I think that could be it. <laughs> Post-coitus. What a cool car choice for her. I would love yeah. to see her do that. I'd like her that to do that. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah, let's get her one. Get her a press car for a week. Spikes Car Radio. <laughs> what? How much would you... I want to say this right now. I just bet on the Floyd Mayweather fight, and it was one of these things where somebody just said, look, he's going to win the fight. You just bet, bet a bunch of money uh-huh. and win a little bit of money, but it'll be free money because he's going to win the fight. If I said to you right now, Lena Dunham knows how to drive a stick, uh, you bet a thousand bucks, I'll give you a hundred bucks back. <laughs> Would you be smart just to mortgage everything, liquidate every asset, and just come up with, like, push a pile of cash of you know two point eight million dollars and go? I'm just going to make, I'll make five hundred grand like. Like that, like that. or, or two hundred fifty grand, or whatever. Like everything I own. But there's always the part where she goes, "Well, my uncle had a farm outside. Right, right. Like he he was in he was I wasn't in Chicago, but he was out in Illinois. Like it was about mm-hmm. a mile away. And we used to go. Like I would get her to tell that story just for the pucker factor, because <laughs> you think he had an old Ford pickup truck and yeah. he used to whatever it is. <laughs> Nobody drives stick anymore. Spike's Car Radio is the podcast every Wednesday at Podcast One and iTunes. Oh, wait a minute. Take me out. Teach me how to drive a stick. Oh, oh shift with the heels. Tweet oh, from Lena Dunham. Okay. Yeah, tweet, taking, tweet. taking number four out. Lena, <laughs> Lena and uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, yeah. wow. That was two years ago, too. A little yeah. more than two years ago, so she might already know. At 3.43 a.m., she tweeted that. <laughs> uh, the show Car Match is well. Wait, how well much did I win? Available on uh, Amazon. And uh, you can shoot him a spike at Spike Ferriston, everybody. Uh, live shows, go to adamcroll.com. I'll be going to Chicago and Minneapolis and Nashville doing uh, live stand-up one-man shows. And then also uh, we got live podcasts coming up in Irvine and Oxnard. Just go to adamcroll.com. Go to chassis, two S's and a Y.com, and see all the movies we're putting out. People really enjoy those movies. And there's Shift and Steer. That's Matt's podcast. Subscribe to Podcast One. And you get some angry and some endless rant over at Corolla Drinks. Say hi to Lynette over there. And until next time, it's Adam Crowe for Spike Ferriston and Matt the Moderator. DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.